0: Life with Brent and Jeff. Go that way. Really fast. Good evening and welcome to the Alter Life. I'm Jeff. And I'm Brent. And we are moving on through our Philippian series. For those of you tuning in for the very first time, we want to welcome you. We're really excited. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. We are here continuing a Philippian series. This is episode 7 of 10, and we're really excited to finish off chapter 3 tonight as we talk about forgetting and not
1: stopping. That's right. We're pressing on tonight in our series and hopefully being able to press on in our walks with Jesus tonight. So you want to grab your Bible. This Philippians is awesome. And if you haven't read it, if you haven't, um, if you're not been following along with us or... Um, just you haven't read the book, it's a great it's a great place to be in the Word. And um, Paul's an amazing guy, and uh, to read his thoughts to the Philippians is just such a blessing. So I just want to encourage you to go do that. And start tonight, you know, start tonight with us um, for the next two hours. We're excited to be here, have some great music uh, in store, and um, just looking forward to what God has to speak to us tonight. And, uh, you know, I just think about... Paul and I think about, you know, his life and what he came out of before he met Jesus. And, the, you know, he said, we've talked about in a previous episode about all the crummy things that he was doing against the Lord. You know, Jesus, when he interrupted his life, said, Paul, why are you persecuting me? I mean, he was the enemy of God. And, um, you know, that didn't stop Paul from pressing on to what God had called for him. And he's going to talk about that tonight as we move through these next verses in the Philippians chapter 3 and um, Jeff I'm just I'm just thankful that we have this record because so many of us have things that we've had in our lives that we could be bogged down with that the Lord wants to speak to our hearts tonight and move us past those things and allow us to press on not because we deserve it but because of God's grace and tonight we're talking about
0: forget and not slow down which we borrowed from a Reliant K song that's coming up in a little bit so you'll have to stay tuned and listen to that. We're going to jump off In verse 12 of chapter 3 If you have your Bibles Paul says Not that I have already attained Or am already perfected But I press on That I may lay hold Of that For which Christ Jesus Has also laid hold Of me And that is such a A great place to start Because a lot of times We think of Paul as this God You know Lowercase g Where we set up The people in scripture As like Somebody different than us Like I could never Be that You know what I mean Like I'm not in the Bible, so I'm automatically on a lesser plane than Paul will, you know, and I will never get to that point. But we saw in James that, you know, James says Elijah was a man just like us, and he was able to pray, and it didn't rain for three and a half years. So why do we think that we don't have that power capable of us? Now, I'm not saying go, everybody go out and do a rain dance and see if we can get God to, you know, to do things for us. That's not what we're talking about. But Paul himself is like, I know you probably think I'm like this great guy and everything but even i haven't gotten to the point where god wants me to be and he had a purpose for me when he called me and i still haven't reached that you know what i mean and that's it's encouraging to read something like that because you're like okay
1: <laughs> it's a little bit more like swallowable right well paul like, didn't get it now <laughs> yeah and i'm totally in
0: because
1: <laughs> i sure sure didn't get it either yeah
0: and i just think it's cool because it's like God took hold of me for a reason, and I haven't taken hold of, you know, that reason yet. <laughs> like, I haven't gotten to the end. and um, But he's like, but that doesn't keep me from from striving for it, from pressing on. And uh, I think we need to remember that. A lot of times we can look at this and be like, oh, it's so daunting, and then we just get stuck. You know, we don't go forward, we don't go back, we just stay stationary, and that's not what, what God wants us to do.
1: Yeah, and on the other side of that, it's a real big encouragement. Not only have I attained it, but Christ actually has laid hold of me. Like, <laughs> there's an awesome encouragement in that verse. And, like, later in verse 14, where he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God. There's a call that God has on our lives. And you may sit in here, I just got saved, or I've been a Christian for a while, and I don't feel like God's actually using me or doing anything with me. God saved you for a purpose. God has called you out and has a call for every person tonight. And, um, you know, Paul's encouragement here is to press on to what that is. And if you don't know, ask the Lord because he'll show you. I mean, he He will show you and lead you down the path. And it might not be right away um, because he might have some things to do in your life first. But um, stick to it, man, because he's got a plan for your life. And we're excited just to keep moving on in this passage now that I have already attained, not that I've already attained or already perfected, but I press on that I may hold of, lay hold of that which Christ has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And man, just to sit there for a while and think about all those things in your life that you can't forget. Those things in your life that The enemy uses to remind you of what a rotten dirty scoundrel you are and make you and condemn you and make you feel like you know you because you've done certain things or because you have certain things in your life you are not usable by the lord you are not worthy to be you know listed among the ranks of a paul or even your pastor or those you respect in the faith you know just to think about those things. What are those things tonight in our hearts and our minds that the Lord can, or not the Lord, but the enemy continually reminds us of. And, you know, Paul had a lot of those things. He says earlier in, in chapter three, this is all the things, man, I was confident in all these things. I was persecuting the church. You know, I was, I was on the wrong path for so long. I mean, if we look back at his life, I mean, he held the cloaks for Stephen being person, you know, being stoned I mean, when he looks back on all these things, he could have a lot of regret in his life, right? And say, you know, I did all those things. I'm not worthy to to do any of these things for Jesus. And the fact of the matter is he isn't worthy, and none of us are, right? And um, that's the good news of Jesus is that he has given us grace through Jesus Christ. Grace, things, riches that we don't deserve, a call that we don't deserve. Um, I mean, he's given us all those things. So the Lord's saying, stop, forget, Forget all those things. The fact of the matter is the Lord has forgotten all those things at the foot of the cross. He forgot them all. He doesn't even remember it. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Altar Life. They rock!
0: That was Forget and Not Slow Down, our title track for the episode by Reliant K. Those two songs are so perfect for this topic, and we um, are excited to continue on in Chapter 3 and finish it, Lord willing, tonight. Um but as Brent was talking about Paul, you know, what he had come out of and the zealous uh, pursuit that he had in persecuting the church, the guilt that he must have had. And, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of conjecture about what when Paul talks about the thorn in his flesh and different things like that. Like, well, what what is he talking about? Because he doesn't say, you know, and so I've heard some people say that it was his guilt over, crucif- you know, basically persecuting the church. So vehemently is that a good word? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not saying that that's what I believe, but I'm saying like there are different arguments for all those things, and and Paul is the one who says you know, and there is no condemnation. It's almost like he's like has to remind himself because with somebody like Paul's past, you could easily get condemnation from the enemy, uh, saying you know, look at all the stuff you did. Like how can you sit here and tell people what they need to do when you have completely gone the other way, and you have so many things that you are guilty of, God's blood isn't, you know, Jesus' blood isn't enough to cover all that sin. You were you killing his people. And, you know, it's easy for him to have those things. And I know for me, there are so many mistakes that I've made in my life that those things can creep back and your enemy loves to remind you. He's the accuser of the brethren. All he does is say, look what you did. This person is evil. You know, that's his that's his job. But Jesus is there ever making intercession for us as our advocate saying to the father but they're washed in my blood they're washed in my blood and that is what Paul has to remember to forget you know what I mean he has to oh I have to remind myself not to remember these things and he says you know this is what I do in order to press on because if we hold on to these things that are in our past I, I think that it's safe to say from what it says here that those are the very things that will keep us from moving forward because we we can't expect to move forward while holding on to these things. And Paul says, you know, I haven't attained it, but what I do so that I can is to forget. I, I, you know, I forget those things which are behind me, and I reach forward to those things which are ahead. The Christian walk is about progress. You know, it's not about um, an, an end point that eventually you'll arrive and everything will be good from that point on. It's it's always going to be moving forward and not looking back.
1: And Moving on in our passage tonight... You know, verse fourteen, he says, "I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus." And you know, if, what are we, what are we attaining for here on earth? Is a is another thing that Paul's bringing up here. He's like, "I'm pressing on for the call of the prize that Christ has for me, the crown of glory." Um, you know, there's so many times where he, in, even in Philippians, is just saying, "You know, earth is good and all, but." <laughs> you know, the kingdom and what God has for us in heaven and working for the heavenly kingdom is better, right? You know, to be with Christ in heaven is great, is the best, you know, being here is good for what God has for me here. But, you know, it's having that heavenly mindset, you know, he's pressing toward the goal of the prize of that call of Christ to be, to be with Christ in heaven, you know, and it's it's, it's just a challenge for us. You know, we get so caught up in our own heads a lot of times, you know, and I, I am very guilty of this where, you know, I'll sit around and think about how inadequate I am about something or how um, unskilled or how... Un- I don't got what it takes in my own mind to do what God's called me to do. You know, thinking about Moses, you know, Mo- you know God calls Moses out to lead his people. And Moses is like, but I can't talk. Like, I can't speak. Like, how do you... I don't have, I have horrible public speaking, you know? And I would have said that about myself, you know? You might do a radio show? I can't even talk, you know? Like, I'm the worst at the English language. But, you know, Moses had that same thought, you know? And of course, he's got, he had some baggage, right? You know, I killed people and I've done things. But, She's like, no, I've called you out. I am that I am. It's me. It's all about what I'm going to do in your life. And it's all about the call that I have that I'm going to execute. And you're just going to be somebody who obeys and follows. And, um, oh, by the way, we'll get your brother in the mix too, right? Because he's got it better. (laughs) And uh, so there's Aaron on the scene helping. And everywhere you're reading, it's Moses and Aaron did this, Moses and Aaron did that. You know, partners in crime. But, you know, it's interesting. God provides. Either he provides you the skill that you didn't think you had where he provides you the partner, We provide provides you the person to come alongside. And um, ultimately, though, it's not about you. <laughs> we get so stuck on our own heads, right? Thinking it's all about us. The buck stops with us, but really the buck stops with Christ. And, um, you know, he's going to make it come to fruition, whatever he wants to do. The Altar Life. Seeing isn't believing. With Brent and Jeff.
0: Believing is seeing. And there's a point that we come to as we're moving forward where we have to you know, get past that wall that of whatever it is, our condemnation, our self-doubt, whatever it is that we think that God cannot forgive or forget. Um, you know, God, he remembers us but forgets our old life once Jesus has come into our life because all he sees is Jesus when he looks at us. And, uh, you know, Paul is talking about, you know, not just forgetting the, the bad things that are behind me, but like, like he said in our last episode, we talked about, all the things that he thought he brought to the table he he's like Psh, i'm not going to think that God chose me because i'm all that you know god laid hold of me strictly by his grace i'm not i'm not going to bring my qualifications to this you know it, not just in the negative sense of you know i'm not going to remember all those things that make me unqualified but I'm also not going to remember those things that I think make me qualified for his calling because there is nothing that qualifies us for the holy calling that God has placed on our lives and Paul says I press on toward the goal and what is the goal and we'll move into that as we finish chapter three what is he talking about the goal the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus there is something that God has placed he's laid out for each of us to to take hold of on our lives and Paul is excited to move forward, and he, he's encouraging the Philippian church, and he's encouraging us now to what can we do to lay hold of that very thing that God laid hold of our lives for. And he says in verse 15, Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Basically, saying, You know, let's keep this in mind. And if you think there's more, then God will reveal that to you as well. You know, whatever it may be, that calling on your life. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have Already attained, let us walk by the Same rule, let us be of the same Mind, and this is really cool, because he's saying basically You know, there has been growth in our lives Whatever we have come to Or whatever, you know, whatever point We're at, let's not move backwards let's, Now that we have that, let's live according to What God has revealed to us And that's all we can basically hope to do You know, we can't move beyond what God Has revealed to us, but we should live You know, by by the amount of
1: revelation That God has given to us it's like if you know he that does that does what he knows is good or doesn't do what he knows is good to him, that's sin, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a matter of God has already revealed something to your heart. You know, that's great. You know, that's awesome, right? I mean, think about it. Like God's revealed something to your heart. That God of heaven has spoken truth in your life. And if you know that, then pursue it with all your heart, you know? And then God will continually reveal the mysteries, right? Right the mysteries of what he's given and and you'll see more and more and more of his plan his will as you are obedient day by day and what an awesome what an awesome promise that we can move forward and it's awesome too when you have someone like a brother who's also like-minded in that right who can move with you as he's saying here in verse uh, 16 we're talking about how
0: we've achieved a revelation from the lord you know some of us have received a calling and we feel god saying you know this is what i'm calling you to do and you know we see a lot in in Paul's letters actually he says walk worthy of the calling on your life and you're like okay I guess that makes sense but I feel like this really brings it out you know to what God has called us to do he might not have revealed it all to us he hasn't given us like oh and when you die you will have achieved this this and this but what Paul's encouraging is like if God has placed a call in your life move towards it and don't shy away from it you know you might not know why you're moving in that direction ultimately but there's a reason and we shouldn't shy away and back away from god's calling on our life
1: walk it's like walking right think about you're taking one step at a time towards something you know although i have a kid who actually walks aimlessly around so you know it's like where are you going you know like i'm just walking around and that's not the point because he's pressing on towards something right toward the call of god he's not just wandering around walking around trying to find his way um the way has already been set out, Ephesians 2.10. You know, he's prepared that before the foundations of the world, that we should walk in those things, right? And um, that's the encouragement tonight. So we're glad that, that you have us, that we're here with you tonight. And you want to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. And uh, we've got a whole nother hour of altar Life fun this evening, so you want to keep it locked right here. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We we have fun doing the show, and we know that um, we pray that you're blessed and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. You're
0: unbelievable. The Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is, this is unbelievable. This is
1: unbelievable. All right, that was Surface of the Sun, All Star United, and this is our unbelievable segment. People, we do this we do this segment just to have an opportunity to share our thoughts about something random, and uh, whether it be un- unbelievably good or unbelievable be crazy or unbelievably bad, but anyway, uh, tonight, um, recently, my partner in crime here has uh, <laughs> relocated his Ooh. abode, uh, albeit just a few miles down the road, um, definitely a good thing, yeah. and, uh, and uh, so we were um, laboring on his behalf, <laughs> moving all his gear from one, lo- <laughs> one place to another, and uh, we've noticed a bunch of unbelievable things in that process, and so this is uh, what we're going to talk about tonight.
0: Yeah, I think that when we when we qualify unbelievables, we say they're either good, bad, or weird. I think moving falls into all three of those
1: categories
0: because <laughs> the good is when you're completely done and it's over. Right. The bad is everything before that, and the weird is ongoing <laughs> as you uncover new things. Like, for instance, we didn't think about the fact that our box spring wasn't going to make it up the steps. <laughs> like who thinks that way? Like, nobody thinks like, oh, this step, this staircase is too weird for my bed because this is the bed that you have. Like you're not gonna like throw out your bed and get a new one just because you're moving. Well, most people do. I, I don't. I don't know about that, but that's that's one thing that was really strange. <laughs> when we moved, we get to the, we barely got the mattress up thanks to Brent and my father-in-law bending it in half and like <laughs> squeezing it around the corner and stuff. But man, moving is the most stressful thing, and yeah. everybody says, oh, it's a really stressful time, isn't it? And I'm like, nah, it's, not, it's fine. And then you're like pulling your hair out. i think i got more gray hairs than i had before just from the moving process because it's like signing this and getting keys and doing the locks and everything and then figuring out where your stuff is going to go and uh packing the boxes
1: yeah and you know the the packing part's crazy because you're you know you're starting to take things out of rooms and things you haven't moved since you moved in there the first time you're finding things you've never you lost (laughs) yeah you're like Unbelievable. Like a hundred dollar <laughs> bill. Like it's crazy. Like
0: that's true. That, that actually happened. Yeah, I know. Money. We,
1: we found a fifty dollar
0: gift card underneath our entertainment center that yep. was unused. So we had fifty bucks.
1: It's great. Un- uneaten jujubes I mean, I, mean, I mean there's just stuff you find everywhere like dirt like oh I should clean there I should have cleaned there like in the past 10 years there's that new shirt that still has the
0: tag on it I had no idea I shoved it in the back of my closet <laughs> I was wondering what happened
1: and then, and then you try to figure out how you can fit it all in your truck because you don't want to make multiple trips so you're trying to maximize space in the yeah. truck right so it's like playing Tetris it's like, when, and, and then the most glorious moment is you find that that's that thing that fits in that exact spot, and you're like, everyone high fives each other, like, yeah, that's the perfect thing for that spot. It's, it's like, like
0: an L shape, and you're like, wait, this thing is an L shape. Like, <laughs> slide it in. It's like it locks. Like it, you almost hear like a click. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, it's just like, just like perfect success. I just need a straight bar. That's what I need. <laughs> Where's that L shape bracket thing?
1: There's nothing you can really do to prepare to rock. Do you prepare to eat a delicious meal? No. Are you hungry? Then you're going to eat it. And I'm hungry for rock 24/7.
0: The Ultra life
1: with Brent and Jeff.
0: Then we're moving on. We're picking up good pace here. Not slowing down as our topic talks about. And but but thankfully we're not forgetting what we just talked about. Hopefully. <laughs> um, that's one funny thing about moving is like you're moving on to the next place. You're not slowing down. Not, well, that's not true. I went I went back to the old place when it was all empty, and I had a couple tears. And, you know, that's the kind of things that you hold on to. But uh, he says in verse 17 in chapter 3, Brethren, join in following my example, and note those who so walk, as you have us for a pattern. And, you know, Paul's not prideful in saying this. He says this in other places in Scripture about imitating me as I imitate Christ. He's saying, you know, like, if, if what you need is as an example of walking, Then look at us You know we're your pattern We're pursuing God's calling on our lives We want you to do that And then he he paints the negative side For many walk of whom I have told you often And now tell you even weeping That they are the enemies of the cross of Christ And that's what Brent was talking about You know in the first hour where he says You know some people have a purpose And other people are just walking aimlessly And Paul's going to go on to describe what those people are The people that aren't pursuing God's call on their lives Christians or non-Christians you're essentially enemies of the cross Because everyone is called to live and die At the cross of Christ To take up their cross and follow him And if we're not doing that continually Then we're enemies of that essentially You know, we're we're at odds with it We're not surrendering our lives as Jesus surrendered his life And uh, that's the that's where it
1: all comes down to That's where the rubber meets the road, as they say I'm glad we have a pattern You know, I'm glad we had a Paul And thankfully, you know, God saved and got a hold of Paul's life Um you know, because sometimes we read the gospels and we read about Jesus and we're like, well, he's Jesus. So, I mean, you know, he was perfect. So, <laughs> uh, we kind of discount that even though he was fully man and he wasn't the perfect example for how we should be. But Paul was a sinner and I'm thankful for his perspective, you know, especially in this kind of thing where he says, you know, I haven't laid a hold of it. I, there's a pattern of my life where, you know, God had saved me from the muck, you know, he pulled me out and he's given me a call and the call to save the Gentiles and Um, and everyone and you know walk like I can walk like I'm walking because you know and I have not been perfect and neither will you be (laughs) Um, but press on because there's something great that God has in store and I'm thankful for that that example and uh, Paul moves on in this passage and he's starting to describe the person who doesn't follow after heavenly things who follows after earthly things and um, you know just reading through this many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping, you know, I love the brokenness of Paul, you know, he's not sitting there going, look at those people and how they're, you know, on the, on his high horse, like pointing out the end of his nose at all these people who aren't following the Lord, it's broke. It breaks him. You know, he's broken over this. He's weeping over lost souls, knowing where they're going and knowing their end. And it breaks his heart. And, you know, not to belabor that point, but, um, you know we so often look at people that we work with and people that we know and people that are even in our families and we we take their unbelief for granted in the sense that we just know they're not christians and we kind of are okay with it yeah. somehow because we're used to that and we're used to their hardness of their heart and um you know i'm recently just praying for more brokenness about that that i have more sensitivity to the lord Lord's heart for those people um, and you know Paul's there doing that telling you even weeping that there are enemies of the cross of Christ you know typically our enemies we want to we love to hate right yeah. we love to, to battle them um, here Paul he's broken over the enemies of the cross of Christ
0: yeah he's when he's talking about the God of their is their belly it's not like he's they're like putting a shrine around their, their midsection here and they're worshiping it he's just talking about their they're pursuing their appetite whatever it is whether it's gluttony or lust or, you know, self advancement, you know, and that's that's something that we see in our society. You know, the, the ultimate end of all those things is destruction. The pursuit of self, the pursuit of pleasure, the pursuit of gain—they come to the end and they leave you destroyed. They leave, a, a, and one of the biggest problems with those pursuits is nobody can stand in your way, and you leave a wake of bloodied bruised people in your you know undying pursuit of whatever you want your pursuit and he says they set their mind on earthly things and you're like oh it's not that big a deal I gotta take care of my business but no he's saying the end is destruction we need to be careful the alternate music truth real period alright that was the second half of an afters double play never going back to okay and um we want to encourage you to check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can catch up on our most recent episodes. And we want to encourage you also to send us an email. Let us know who you're, what station you're listening on. We've been blessed to increase our listening area. And we'd love to hear from those who are spanning the country and the globe, listening to us online or on the radio. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. Shout out at thealterlife.com. Um, we left off in verse 19 where Paul is saying, Those who set their mind on earthly things, you know, and on their satisfying their own earthly desires, their end is destruction. Not only destruction for their own life, but for those that they love. And, you know, I've seen that firsthand where people who are just willing to pursue their desire at any cost, the destruction not only in their own life, but in those around them. You know, you see that with alcoholics and drug addicts and sex addicts and all those things. Where they don't—they have no concern for what's around them. It's only about pursuing, satisfying their desires. And you know, Paul—he's not saying, "Look at that filthy person," like Brent said. He's—he's he's brokenhearted. He has the heart of God, and I think that it's one thing I struggle with too, just as Brent does. You know, we look at it and we take it for granted that those people—they're eh, just—they don't believe what I believe. Okay, sirah, Sarah and you just hang out with them and you talk to them, but it's never about anything of value, and. Oh, that we would have a heart broken like God's is for the lost. You know, God doesn't desire that any man should perish and be separate from him. His, he's, a, he's a God of reconciliation, and he's entrusted us with the ministry of reconciliation. So it's it's important for us to have, following the pattern of Paul, of being brokenhearted and weeping for those that are enemies of the cross.
1: And the Bible says that we were all enemies. You know, while we were still enemies, we could, Christ, Christ died for us, right? We were all enemies, you know. And of of the cross of Christ, so Paul, you know, knows he was, you know, he he was killing, and you know, Jesus interrupted his life and said, "Why are you persecuting me?" You know, but um, so Paul Paul knows that he's not any better than any of those other people, and I think that that also contributes to his brokenness for them, and says, "Man, that was that was me, that was them," and. You know, when you grow up in the church, you kind of live... A, you, you can tend to be separate and have a mentality that you're separate or different from them because you grew up that way, but that's not true. We're all, we're all in the of the cross. To finish up what we're talking about tonight, the last two verses here. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself our citizenship is in heaven that's what we've been talking about tonight you know what are we living for here on this earth you know paul pursuing and pressing toward the call of the upward the upward call of god in christ jesus and you know, having a mindset that's not concerned about in contrast the things setting their mind on earthly things but setting our mind on heavenly things is in that we are citizens of heaven you know for which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we wait for that day when he comes back for us. And, um, or we wait for the day where we meet him, you know, and where we enter paradise um, like the thief on the cross next to Jesus, you know. You'll be with me today. <laughs> and uh, we have that opportunity, you know, being, and we will, that's a promise, that's a hope that we can take to the bank that we will see Jesus. Um, and if we're saved, we will see him and he will say, "Good, done, well done, good and faithful servant. And that's, the upward call that God has put on our lives. Whether, no matter what it looks like on earth, whether you're a pastor, whether you're a worship leader, whether you're just a faithful brother to somebody or um, whatever God has called you to, you know, that is, um, ultimately the end is well done. You know, it's heaven. And that's all. If we're citizens of heaven and not of this world, then our lives should look like that. And, um, you know, in comparison to those who, God is their belly. Yeah. And they meditate on things of the earth. And I think people get,
0: they start to stereotype and criticize people that are talking about heaven all the time. And they say like, Oh, they're so heavenly minded. They're no earthly good. And you know, it's really cliche to say that. And it's really cliche to say the other one, which is, well, if you're not heavenly minded, then you will be no earthly good, but it's true. You know, cliches are cliches because they're true. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't true, you'd be like, well, why did that even, it never caught on because it's not true. But, (laughs) um, I think it's important for us to realize that when we set our mind on things above, which we'll talk about next week, and or in the you know as we finish up our series um it, when we do that that's when we can pursue and we can stay focused on the calling and the end game you know when we when we look at the finish line we're not worried about the people that are running alongside of us or running backwards <laughs> and away from the finish line all right that was out of breath by lifehouse a great song talking about running until the day that we're with him and then uh that's what we want to live for. You know, that's what we want our pursuit to be, to pursue Christ. And we, we talked about that in First or Second Timothy, I think, when it says, you know, flee youthful lust, but pursue. And you think of that like the pursuit of righteousness and truth, and, and who is the personification of righteousness and truth other than Jesus Christ? And that's who we are running for and running to. And he's standing there. He's got our crown in one hand, and he's ready to hold us up in the other, because we're going to be tired when we're done running. You know what I mean? <laughs> and... Uh, You know, I just, I love that verse where it says, you know, for we eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body. The only conforming we want is not conforming to the world. We want to be conformed into the glorious body of Jesus Christ, according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. And going back to the beginning of Philippians, the work is his and the work is done. And it's, it's something that we need to step into and walk forward in that work. You know, a lot of times, I was just thinking about this when you're driving, you know. I can't believe we even have to have a term for this, but gaper delay. You know what I mean? It's people who are so, they don't even care about where they're going. They're so concerned by what's going on around them and the destruction around them that they're like, oh, let me see if there's blood. Let me see if there's body parts. You know, people, like, it's just stupid. If you think about this, it's like, don't you have a place to be? Isn't there a destination? Yeah, like, And then you you get to this port where it's all log jammed and you're like, why were we stopped? Why were we slowing down? There's nothing to it. You know, and it's the same for the Christian walk. Let's not be concerned with the destruction that's, you know, so appetizing, you know, our pursuits and all that stuff. There's a destination. And let's run. Let's run well. And that's what Paul's encouraging the Philippine church to do.
1: And hopefully we are being encouraged by the word of God to do the same thing. Yeah, Jeff, I think you summed it up really good there. And, you know, I think just to, the last thing to add to that is we are citizens of heaven so you know <clears throat> there is an end that we have that's different and that's that is um, that is a goal to be to be pursued and um, you know do you believe that Christ finished everything on the cross do you believe that you're complete in him do you is there something in your life that that's holding you back tonight that you just can't get past well Jesus has died for that and put that on the foot of the cross. Let him take that away, so that you can run toward heaven with a clear conscience. Because God has already forgotten those sins, and uh, He just wants you to forget them too. <laughs> so, give yourself a break, because Jesus has paid the price. And um, but yet, don't let grace abound. Don't let sin abound because of grace. You know, pursue heaven. And until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.